0: Hello, and welcome to a spoiler review. We're going to be talking about Halloween Ends. So if you've seen Halloween Ends, or you don't mind having your movie spoiled, we're about to get into all of the plot points and why this movie didn't really live up to my expectations. Halloween is my favorite horror movie franchise. The original one is my favorite horror movie of all time. And I loved... The first of this trilogy, Halloween 2018, I thought that movie set the stage. But I also think that should have been a standalone movie. And we got a trilogy out of it. We got Halloween in 2018. Then we got Halloween Kills last year. And now we have Halloween Ends, which is supposed to be the conclusion to the entire story. And this movie takes place four years after Halloween Kills. And we find a very worn down and aging Michael Myers. You have Laurie Strode still living in Haddonfield and dealing with the repercussions of the last movie, still feeling the effects and the worries of Michael Myers returning also dealing with the people who live in the town who blame her for Michael Myers' actions that she got them all riled up and caused them to kill. Laurie Strode's daughter died in Halloween Kills, and then you have her granddaughter, Allison, now working as a nurse and struggling a lot with living with her grandmother. Kind of that same situation of you just need to move on. And how the movie started out was introducing a new character named Corey. Corey... At the beginning of the movie, it was a college kid babysitting this kid. They're playing hide-and-go-seek when Corey gets locked into a room, starts to freak out, busts the door open, and the kid falls from the very top of the stairs all the way towards the ground. At that moment, the parents return and find their kid dead. So he goes, court, does all those things, and it's found out to be ruled an accident. But he has to live with that reputation of being a kid killer. So what the movie tried to explain and portray here is how the town creates him and turns him into a killer. He goes from a normal, regular college kid to being somebody who has been tormented, ridiculed and bullied. And just driven to a pretty lousy life. And I thought Corey had potential to be a great character. And at this point in the movie, I was pretty entertained. I was into this. I thought what they were going to try and do was create a new Michael Myers. I thought that's exactly what this movie was setting up for with the aging Michael Myers living in this underground sewer and really not being involved in this movie that much being very weak after Halloween kills and then you have Corey here who keeps getting hit after hit on his mental state and then this darkness that they've been talking about for so long has been growing inside of him he meets Laurie Strode's granddaughter and they start forming this weird relationship and I think that's where this movie lost me a little bit and as he's dealing with all these things and all these people being so mean to him, Lori Strode is kind of being the one to take pity on him or kind of guide him or get him back to a, a regular state. And then he gets further and further into the relationship with the granddaughter and suddenly Lori Strode doesn't like that happening, even though she is the one who set him up. And now there is this evil starting to be taken on him after he goes down and discovers where Michael Myers lives. After their interaction, he was able to escape Michael Myers, and no one's ever done that before. And this is really where the movie started to lose me. As he keeps getting more and more evil, he goes back to see Michael Myers, and then essentially has a lesson with him on how to be evil and how to kill people. And this was definitely Halloween ends jumping the shark. Whenever he asked Michael, like, how do you do it? I was like, okay, I'm out. This is done. And whenever him and Michael go on a kill together, I felt that was very cheesy. <sighs> but I, I just wanted him to be the one to kind of pass it along. I think that's how that interaction should have happened. Either he should have just straight up killed Michael at one point or Michael just handed him the mask. I think seeing Corey in the movie later with the Michael Myers mask was almost them trying to get there. But what ends up happening to Corey is he dies; He kills himself. So they really kind of missed the mark there. And I think that's why I really didn't enjoy any part of this movie. It was building towards this passing of the torch moment. And then the entire premise and the reason they built up Corey just didn't mean anything in the end. Everything he had gone through, whether or not he actually killed the kid, they should have probably made it to where Michael Myers actually did show up, and he's the one who killed them, and then they had this other thing. But I guess Michael Myers can't talk. But I felt like they were building up towards something. Anything would have been better than what actually happened. And it just... Created a really weird dynamic for Michael Myers, him living down in this sewer like he's scared. Like, why is Michael Myers scared? Like, I know he's weaker. And what I would have found much more entertaining is if they would have just really focused in or honed in or owned the aging Michael Myers. I would like to know what Michael Myers is like dealing with knee pain. What Michael Myers is like at this point, 65 years old, going to the doctor that would have been more entertaining for me than Halloween ends and it's also that this movie is so focused on Laurie Strode which i know she is the main protagonist in Halloween And the thing that's different about the original Halloween and even Halloween from 2018, even Halloween H2O, is that as the viewer, we root for Laurie Strode to defeat Michael. We root for her. And they were able to, in those movies, really create this character that you felt bad for. And in Halloween, kills and ends. She becomes this more like caricature version of Laurie Strode to where... She's not the one we're rooting for here. She's in the movie. Yeah, she's been there forever. And she's really what kind of keeps that thread of this story going along again and again. But it doesn't mean anything in this movie that it's Laurie Strode. I really thought what they were trying to emulate and what they were going to get to was recreating a lot of the original 1978 Halloween and kind of focus that with the relationship between Corey and Allison And kind of has some throwbacks to the closet, some throwbacks to, you know, the killings in the car. Those old kind of establishing shots that were so great and iconic in the original one. I thought that's what they were working towards. Maybe it just got lost in the muddiness of this entire movie. And the thing I probably hated the most was the final epic battle between Michael Myers and Laurie Strode. Again, he was a non-threat in this entire movie. And to finish out this trilogy, there needed to be something epic in the way she finally takes down Michael Myers. I mean, she set him on fire and he came back from that. There had to be something a little bit more, but it was really just her stabbing him and forcing a knife through his hand through the table and taking him out that way. And then the cheesy ending where he gets tied to the squad car and taken to get thrown into the chopper. Like, the whole personification of Haddonfield in this movie was just a complete miss. That started in Halloween Kills, but it really just went over the top here to where it felt like you were watching a cartoon. And whenever we had our real epic finale in Halloween H20, that ended perfectly. She takes it upon herself to take over the van that they were taking him out in and chop his head off. We didn't get that moment in Halloween ends. So I really felt like they just milked this entire reboot. It should have just been the 2018 movie, but instead we got two more after that and there was not enough story here. I think the better story would have been focusing on Michael Myers and him trying to go out on one last hurrah, I think it was a movie, The Dark Knight Returns, which is an animated DC movie. has nothing to do with The Dark Knight or The Dark Knight Rises. But The Dark Knight Returns is about Batman coming out of retirement, and he's older, and he's like late fifties, early sixties, and still going out trying to have to be Batman and dealing with his body breaking down and not being able to bounce back as quickly as he used to. They should have done that with Michael Myers and. Him been the focal point of this, and we root for him because we weren't rooting for anybody else. So I still stand by my 1.5 out of 5 rating for Halloween Ends. And if I had to rank this, where does this one rank among all the other Halloween movies? It's still not the worst because there are some other bad Halloween movies. At number 12, there have been 12 Halloween movies. At number 12, I would put Halloween Resurrection, which had no value whatsoever, except for Buster Rhymes at the end saying, Trick or Treat! Yeah, that line. That movie I hated because it ruined and tarnished the ending in Halloween H20, where Laurie Strode chopped his head off, like I've referenced tons of times at this point. But it took that away and said, Oh, it was... Actually, the paramedic who had his larynx, uh, that was one of the most weak explanations to reboot Halloween. At number 11, I would do Halloween 2, the one that came out in 2009, directed by Rob Zombie. Rob Zombie had a bold approach to Michael Myers and his story, making him more of like this rage-filled, wanderer-type character trying to make it grittier, but but I just don't really feel like that is the character of Michael Myers and what makes him so scary. Instead of being this stoic, mysterious creature, he was just this dude who even the mask got ripped a little bit and you could see the person underneath, which totally kills the illusion. So I wasn't the biggest fan of those. I really wanted to like those a lot more because I like Rob Zombie. I mean, I say that, but I guess I really only like House of a Thousand Corpses and The Devil's Rejects. And somehow we keep trusting him with horror movies. And number 10 would be Halloween 3 from 1982, which doesn't have Michael Myers in it at all. So that's why I rank it at number 10, even though I think it's still a decent movie. But I just never go back to want to watch Halloween 3. I've probably only seen it two times in my entire life. And as much as I love Halloween, that is not the biggest rewatch rate. And then I would put Halloween Ends at number nine. At number eight, I would put the Halloween from 2007, also directed by Rob Zombie. I think I maybe enjoyed that one just because it was like a return of the Halloween franchise. Parts of that were all right. I like the mask design, at least in this one. But the overall story, focusing more on Michael Myers' childhood I can't believe Rob Zombie spent so much time in that movie fleshing that out to where the first movie did it in minutes. At number seven, I would put The Curse of Michael Myers from 1989. At number six, I would put Halloween 4 from 1988. And then I kind of switched up my top five after I did rewatch some Halloween movies recently and it kind of shifted my ideas on some. So at number five, I would put the 2018 Halloween. At number four, I would put Halloween 5 from 1989. At number three is Halloween 2 from 1981. At number two is Halloween H2O from 1998. If I could only keep two Halloween movies, I would keep what I have at number two, and then, of course, at number one, the original from 1978. Those would be the two, if all the others went away, I would be at peace with. How it started and how it originally should have ended, but I still find a lot of enjoyment Out of watching any of these really, I think there's still just something special about a Halloween movie. There's something unique about Michael Myers as a villain or a character that doesn't speak, but has so many significant and distinguishable movements. And the simple mask, which is a blank white face with hair, but yet somehow conveys such a strong message of this face that is completely blank and emotionless. With these dark, dark eyes that everybody has to look into while he's taking you out. So that is it. The spoiler version of Halloween ends. I will talk to you guys again on Monday, which will be the Halloween epic finale to horror movie month. And then in the next spoiler review, I'll talk about Black Adam. And until then, go out and watch good movies. And I'll talk to you later. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future